Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, welcome back to the show. Chris Curran is with us from Care for Troll. He is stopping by as he does pretty frequently, but we could have him on all the time because actually what he talks about are senior housing options, and this is something that comes up constantly in real life. Chris Curran, welcome back to the show. Good morning, Lisa. Good, good to be morning, here, as good always. morning. Good morning. So you were telling me that the Biden administration wants to increase staffing levels in nursing homes. Uh, is that a good thing, a bad thing? Do you what do you think about that? Well, it's it's interesting. They're trying to find a solution for these nursing homes in the country that are uh, struggling financially, that are having difficulty with staffing following COVID. Um, so one of their um, in, um, the administration's ideas is to impose these staffing mandates on these nursing homes, um, kind of forcing their hand. And if they don't, then they're going to be penalized or shut closed. down or closed. So that's an issue on the nursing home for the long-term care. And uh, Is it your world. perception since you visit them a lot, Chris, and we're talking strictly Connecticut now, because there's a layer of state regulation as well, and we have an ombudsman, which I always have to say slowly. Uh, Chris, uh, do you uh, think that from what you see, that there are some nursing homes in Connecticut that are understaffed. Sure, of course. You do see that. Yes, definitely. I mean, it's it's a problem for home care agencies at times. It's a problem for assisted living communities at times because um, there's been a shift in the workforce. There's immigration reform that needs to probably be done to help uh, with these types of companies with regards to staff and the type of people that go into these jobs. In other words, meaning there might be people here willing to do the job, but they can't formally become employed? Possibly, yep, or other different layers to that um, that cause staffing problems and people switching from being a nurse's aide or a, a nurse to another job within the gig economy it's hard to get, and things like that. It's hard that, to so. get people. Then when you have people, it's hard to keep people. It's a very much a revolving door. You know, I've seen this on a much different level with just having home health aides with my own parents, you know, where you find somebody that you might like or like better than somebody else, and they come for a day or two, and then they call in their agency, and they say they're not coming anymore, and they have their own personal reasons. Sometimes they're going back to their country for a few months or... Whatever. 
Yeah, they might have found another gig that another job that pays another dollar or two extra an hour. And again, a lot of these people, um, nurses and aides and these types of staffing shortages that people are dealing with, those people have multiple jobs um, to try to make ends meet, depending on where they live. So um, it's a challenge for sure. And nursing homes are trying to um, handle that. Uh, Assisted livings are trying to handle that as they grow and try to serve the senior population. So there's a lot of challenges out there. And it's it's a moving target, for sure. You know, Chris Curran, you think about, and it's your job and your career to think about senior housing options for people. One of the things I think we have to say is that there's never one size fits all. And I want to tell you a story. Uh, my next-door neighbor's mom is in her 90s. And in terms of her functionality, because everybody is different, uh, she has become increasingly sleepy and less, 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 less able to communicate with others. And so they, um, and she had been living with her daughter, her sole child, for a long time, a few years, but she kept falling, and the family felt like, and they didn't have room for an aide in the house. Everybody was tight. They also had their daughter, son-in-law, and two other children living with a very tight household, managing a lot, toddlers. And they felt that they couldn't leave the house ever because they were afraid for the safety, right? So for a while, they put their mom in an assisted living, a brand new, beautiful place on the outside. But they realized, and they were dissatisfied, and they just moved her out this week because she kept falling there too. And now they've moved her into a beautiful apartment with a full-time 24-7-8. I'm telling you that as an illustration of the fact that people's conditions change. There's no one perfect solution, and there's no one perfect solution for any particular individual at a particular time. You're right. You're right. And falls are something that's so tough and challenging. I mean, you can have all the best laid plans and try to have all the support in place. Um, Impulsivity around safety awareness and falls is so hard to predict and so difficult to manage safely. So whether you're at home... You need that one-on-one caregiver. If you can't have that in a nursing home or an assisted living, it's challenging. So challenging. you may get your meals and your medication management and some socialization and you know good quality of life, but then you could be at more of a risk from a safety perspective with falls. So falls are very challenging. If you're a recurring fall risk, whether you're in a nursing home, an assisted living, or at home, the person's you know the the team is going to ask or, or recommend 24-hour care, because that's the only way to have a person one-on-one with you to prevent falls. So, Do they actually offer that at any of these places? So you'd have to bring in your own care privately. You have to bring your own so that, care privately yeah. within, within paying for the assisted living. So your na- oh, correct. Boy. So your neighbor's mother was at the assisted living, probably paying, you know, seven, eight, nine thousand dollars a month if she wanted to stay there and not fall or increase her safety without you know, without fall risk, they'd have to have a private aid to be with her. So then that all of a sudden becomes a monthly proposition of well over twenty thousand dollars a month. So now if you can get a live in aid at an apartment for three, four hundred dollars a day um, with an apartment, now your monthly cost is a little bit less. So it's about stretching the finances and understanding what the options are based on the finances and the care needs of the individual. Because if someone's a repeating fall risk, assisted living may not be appropriate. Um, uh, So again, it's, it's taking the whole picture and meeting the family and the 
senior client. And people where they change. Are. Their conditions change. On a dime. On a, on a dime. On a drop of a hat. They do. Yes. We're chatting with Chris Curran, 203-333-9422. We're talking about senior care options. We're going to focus right now for a little bit on that in right here in Fairfield County. But he is the... He's the maven. He's the guy who knows what to do, and what he does is he provides a service free of charge to you in which he will hold your hand and help you evaluate what senior care option would be best for a loved one in your in your family. 203-333-9422, so we will take your calls. Uh, but Chris, tell me a little bit about Medicare because people it's the first question people always want to know, which is, how much, if any, will my Medicare or insurance help me pay for home care? So first thing, it's open enrollment p- period right now for Medicare. So review your options for Medicare. That you're open now. This is the open enrollment period for you to change your Medicare um, if you need to get in, in a different network or if you have different um, medications you've been put on recently. You want to review your plan to okay. see that you're getting the best coverage you can. Okay. So that's that's number one. This is that open enrollment period where you can talk to Medicare specialists and they can go through your meds, your care needs, your diagnoses, and what Medicare plan, there's supplemental plans, there's advantage plans, there's all sorts of plans right. out there. We've you been need, doing some interviews yeah, on that. Exactly. Okay. So following up with a Medicare specialist will be very helpful to get the, the ball rolling with what insurance supports you could have. Let's go to Lori from Bridgeport. Hi, Lori. Welcome to the show. You're on the air with Chris Curran. Hi, Lisa. Good morning, Chris. Hi, Lori. Um, Good morning. I have been a nurse's aide in Connecticut for 29 years. God bless you. (laughs) Wow. And I love what I do. Uh, But of course, the cost of Connecticut, you know, uh, is very high. And I still love what I do. And now um, I have it right at home. I take care of my 85-year-old father-in-law, and there's not enough time in the day to watch him. Wow. He uh, is also a fall risk, so I totally identify with your neighbor's issue. Yeah. Um, I don't have enough eyes in my head to watch him. (laughs) Uh, He was in a nursing home for a brief stay after a fall. Uh, He needed a complete hip replacement and... That's just not an option for us as the family or even him either. Wow. So now we reverted to home care. So basically, he still lives in his own place. Uh, He has a studio. And I go in only 40 hours a week, which is definitely not enough. But it's 40 Uh, hours a week. That's it. And But, of course, I'm daughter-in-law, so I'm slash superwoman uh, slash, you know, I have to look at him no matter paid or not. Uh, right. He's, he's not a total care, uh, very social, uh, loves to go out, very family-oriented, but the nursing home was not the fit for him at all. Uh, and, so Lori, home- and so, Lori, those 40 hours a week... Uh, are you not getting compensated? In other words, is that 40 hours a week that you are not getting compensated for what you do? Uh, actually, the state of Connecticut has a beautiful program where a uh, family member, friend can come in and you could be paid. Okay. So that's the adult one. family living program. Adult yeah. family living. Yes. Tell, tell us yes. about that. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask Chris to tell us about that. Lord. So, yeah. So, if you're, so your father-in-law is on Medicaid, correct? 
Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're on Medicaid in the state of Connecticut, um, you can have a loved one or a care, uh, family member care for you, and then the state will pay you a nominal hourly fee. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Okay. Um, very nominal. Yes. Very nominal. Very nominal. Um, okay. It, basically, the the idea uh, is that. It saves the state money. It certainly to does. To pay uh, yes. a family member to be in the home with the person who's on Medicaid versus them being in a nursing home. But it's only for people on Medicaid. Only Medicaid. And let's stress that Medicaid means that yep. you are somebody with a total of $1,600 in assets at any one time. You are broke. Yep. You are poor. Right. Absolutely. So He gets a one-time Social Security check monthly. And it goes right that out. Is it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And the nursing home, forget about it. Uh, they wanted to claim him. They wanted to keep him. And I was like, no. I said, I'm in the business. I said, I've been doing this for many, many years. So between the social worker, the state worker, and, you know, my home care agency that I work for, uh, we all planned together. We got this program, and we're like, we're taking him home. Yeah, it takes, it takes a village. they're glad to keep your loved one because... You know, they just confiscate all your finance, but the care is not there. I And we didn't want to do that to him. We didn't want to, you know, put him in a home. That, you know, breaks a lot of spirit in people. Sure, uh, sure does. The environment is not ideal at all. And the understopping issue is an understatement. What I saw in the nursing home that he was in. Uh <laughs> Can wow. I say numbers? You can, can say whatever say you numbers? want. You can do whatever you want. Uh, we saw on the daily roster in the mornings because we came to visit in the early mornings just to make sure that he was getting, you know, morning care, medicine, etc. cetera. Uh, we saw on the roster one day one nurse's aide was responsible for 68 residents. One nurse's aide. And then the nurse on the floor in LPN was responsible for 106 residents. And now we're talking between two shifts. So a 7 to 3 and a 3 to 11 shift. And now 11 to 7 shift was double that. Lori. When you see that, I'm just curious. I'm not putting you on the spot, but I know that you oh, care you can. a lot. Go well, ahead. I'm just curious. Did you make a report to the ombudsman when you saw that? Did you call anybody on that? I took pictures of the you document. Did. You did? Yes, I did. Yes, wow. I did. Yeah. I sure did report that. Uh, understaffing was an understatement. I'll say that twice. Okay. Uh, Lori, thank you for the call today. Any question for Chris before we let you go? Any question? Um, Chris, uh as this uh, President Biden thing you were just talking about, that's what really caught my ear. What are his plan or what is he talking about? I didn't hear that clip uh, from him per se, but I heard you all talking about it. Yeah, so they're working to uh, – it's a bill or it's in. It's obviously in legislature right really? now. They're trying to um, mandate that there's – staffing minimum requirements so you can't operate mm-hmm. if you don't have the minimum requirements and they're trying to increase that so that there's again these mandates that uh force nursing homes to either staff appropriately based on what uh the center for medicare and medicaid services deem you know an appropriate staffing level and then trying to either again force the nursing homes to comply or they're going to be at risk of being fined heavily and be 
at risk of closing down. Lori, thank you so much for the call. We're going to be thank right you. back. We're going to stay on with Chris Curran of Care Patrol. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. We are back with Chris Curran of CarePatrolCT.com. Is that right? CarePatrolCT.com. 203-333-9422. And Chris Curran and Care Patrol provide a service right here in Fairfield County where if you're not sure what to do, and you're thinking about whatever the next stages of planning with senior care options, they provide the service free to you. Uh, but just going back a little bit, Chris, you had introduced this idea of President Biden, what he wanted to do. There's a fact check statement on WH.gov that says that the nursing home industry receives nearly $100 billion annually from American taxpayers, yet there are complaints about the quality of care. And one of the things they wanted to do, and they signed an executive order to do, was to make the quality of care higher. So this is what it says. It says, if finalized, the proposal would require every facility to have an RN on site 24-7. I don't think they have that now. To have a certain minimum number of registered nurses and nurse aides. And to, uh, let's see, improve enforcement of existing staffing standards to have, let's see, there's a bunch of other things here. I mean, they really they really get into it. They want a minimum federal floor for safe levels of nursing home staffing. And they talk about all this research that they've done, uh, in particular to substantiate the fact that if they have more nurses, there will be a better quality outcome for the patients. Well, it makes sense. It does. Common sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I would love to have a facility where there's three patients for every aide or, you know, there's five, six aides on the floor, you know, but it's just not not possible. Not, not, not. Let's talk a little bit about some of the senior options for living that are not about being that sick because there are a lot of seniors that want to downsize. They don't want to have their two or three story home anymore. They might want to live in a smaller home. Just about that. That might not specifically be, quote, senior care, but it is a step on the way towards some different age and an acknowledgement that they don't have the energy and the physical strength that they used to have. Do you see any senior communities coming up in Fairfield County that you want us to know about? A hundred percent. So there are more independent living type of hybrid communities opening up in throughout Connecticut because because the majority are assisted living and memory care communities. So okay. that, that's kind of a turnoff to people who are in their 80s and 90s who, who are don't still have those issues. very vibrant. Exactly. There are plenty of people who are independent living in assisted living communities. There's probably... Are there? Yeah, sure. 10, 15, 20% of their residents are going to be 
independent where they don't need any care, but their spouse might. Or they're oh, pla- I see. Or they're planning for the future and they okay. just want to have, they don't want to cook anymore. They don't want to drive anymore, something like that. So if you're, I have a couple that I'm actually touring tomorrow in Fairfield. <clears throat> She's 82, he's 76, they're both alert and oriented, they just need maybe a little bit of help, and basically what she said was, I don't want to deal with the house anymore. Okay. It's just things break, things, you know, I would just can't handle anymore. So they're looking for either independent living with a little of extra support or assisted living where they can be independent and get the care they need when they need it in the next couple of years or down the line. So they're- Where are you taking them? I'm taking to them a few places. Um, they want to stay in Fairfield. They've been there for 30 or 40 years. So um, the two local options there are Sunrise of Fairfield and Sturgis Ridge in Fairfield. Those are two companies that have been in senior living for many years. Benchmark is a com- company that's got about 65 communities throughout New England, and they have communities all throughout Connecticut and the shoreline. Are, the, are either one of those independent living? They're assisted living. They're assisted, but what about independent? So the reason why this couple, I will go into independent, but the reason why this couple would be more appropriate for assisted living is because when you dig deeper, she's doing his medication management. She's taking him to doctor's appointments. So although they're independent, there's a layer of support that they could use where they would be even better. Because when see. you're an independent living, you're a little bit left to your own devices, and uh-huh. it's sometimes... Um, a lateral move yeah, from home. Right, and then you turn around and they need some. Yeah, so assistant. if someone's 75 and independent, then there's a couple of options. There's a place in Trumbull called River Valley, which is all over the country. And River Valley is unique in this area in that it's independent living only. There's no nurses. There's no aides you know, in the building So what at makes all. it a senior place? Because it's for senior living. All three meals are are provided. There's transportation and activities. There's a big movie theater. There's a pharmacy and a home care agency inside the building. Interesting. So you can age in place, and there's meals offered, and there's activities, but everyone's independent. There's no nurse walking around. There's no one in scrubs. You can still have care needs, but you can be independent and be with a younger population, more vibrant. So, Chris Curran, you're the person to help evaluate. You're the good listener. Independent living, home care needs, skilled nursing, assisted living, whatever it is along the senior care continuum, call That's me. what you do. That's what I do. Uh, CarePatrolCT.com. Chris Curran, thank you so much for joining us. As always, we really learn a lot from you. Love being here and love spreading the word. Thank you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 